You are such a geek. <laughs> what is a geek? Neo-Maxi Zoomed Weeby. What is a geek? Portals, motor pants, black, black, waist doors, weeby, big head, geek, geek, geek. Whoa, dude, Mitch, your face is fucking shiny, dog. Hello, Mitch. <laughs> uh, it's possible to do a whole fucking Halo show while wearing the helmet the whole damn time. <laughs> When's the last time somebody called you Little Mitch? Not for a long time, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Let me get... Whoa, dude, nice shirt. Oh, thanks, man. That was my grandpa's. It's a really nice shirt. Is that an old Izod? Dude, that's fucking dope. That broad collar looks good on you. It doesn't look good on anyone. Thanks. I got a big old neck. Yeah, but it like sits right on your collarbone. Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. Is Is that good? I've never even thought about something like that. Yeah, that that uh, that collar looks really good on you, man. It you works. Should, thanks, dude. You should wear more well, broad, thanks, uh, fellas. Broad spread collars. I I should get more broads too, but you know. Uh, yeah, ideally you want the point to hit you where your uh, your bones at. My clavicle. Your clavs. Hit me in the clav. They call me Johnny Clavs. Johnny Clavs. But on guys my size, without like your bitching fucking build, dude, it usually hits us up high, and it makes you look like Ari Gold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't like wearing those. Sometimes doesn't make me look too good. No, I really think Mitch might be the only guy I've ever seen in it where it was like, oh, okay, there is a reason for those. That's why it exists. Yeah, good job. Well, thanks. Uh, shout out to my grandpa for giving me this shirt. Hell yeah, yeah, Grandpa Jones, Grandpa Dagenhart, Dagenhart. Wait, wait, what? What's his name? My- Dago Hard. <laughs> Dago Hard. He was super Italian. Um, <laughs> He was super Italian, but uh, his last name was Degenhart, D-E-G-E-N-H-A-R-T. That's was a he cool Italian name. and Dutch? Uh, he was Italian, but he was adopted by German people. Germans. Okay. Yeah, that sounds German. It's the Germans. Yeah. <clears throat> That's a cool name, though. Yeah, pretty cool. Damn, I miss him. So we're on we're on episode 280. That's crazy. Ooh, uh, 20 more, went. and we're, we're free from his curse. <laughs> what? You're ready to quit, Mitch? Yeah, do you 300 to the last episode? No. Is that, is that what we said a long time ago? Yeah, when we all cut our hands with that knife and put our blood together. Oh yeah, El Chirito. The room room. Yeah, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just joshing. Don't worry, JD and or Marcelo, if anyone's still listening. I think Mark listens. <clears throat> and Mark. Oh hi, Mark. I I have a couple of friends who listen to Robbie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, Robbie in in Trinidad. He's hung out down here, but Robbie, the blonde kid from Denver. Got it. Got yeah. it. Well, All we're right. showing this hole for you, Robbie. <laughs> yeah, <I> love it <laughs> if you showed hole. He's also a chubby <laughs> listener. Uh, just, yeah, dude. If Sorry, you did hole on Reddit, Mitch, they'd have to shut the site down. <laughs> yeah, probably. Baco would become real. That's how you unleash. It's like the black. It's like the Shazam. Mm-hmm. Your oh, it only, it's only uh, real if you feed it. <laughs> no, just the image of your butthole appearing on the <laughs> internet is what Shazam's Baco into existence. <laughs> <laughs> Lightning strikes a normal turtle somewhere <laughs> eating out of a pizza dumpster. <laughs> oh man! Like, 
It's just standing there like, I'm Baco, I reign supreme. I thought that would be like if a little turtle was crawling in the sewers, crawling through some ooze, and then he also crawled on top of a, a fucking a- AR-15 that was covered in ooze. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of Shazam, as we talk about episode 280 of the Broadcast Geeks, I am Matt Oren. I'm Jake Becker. I'm Midnight Mitch Jones. Shazam! Shazam! And you saw Black Adam, Jake. Have, have you seen it, Mitch? Nope. Me neither. I wanted to, but it didn't happen. Same. But tell us, Jake, initial thoughts. It's very fun. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's fine. Is that what I'm getting? No, it's just that it's being heralded as like the best superhero movie in 10 years. They keep saying it on TV. Yeah, they're just trying to they're trying to just make a thing because of what DC has done with a lot of what Warner Brothers has done recently. They're trying to be like, well, no, this is this is our plan. We're making a great thing. Exactly. The hierarchy of the DC universe could change. Yeah. And I think they've accomplished that with this film, but I it's kind of the problem I had with Black Panther, which is an awesome movie that I love. But when mm. it was being called the greatest movie in a generation, it it I went into it already being like, this is gonna be amazing. And then by the end it was like, that was pretty good, which I might have without being told it was the greatest thing ever. Right. Just not been holding it up against that. But it did rule. There were a couple twists in the story that I didn't see coming. Oh. Which is pretty cool for a you know five person superhero movie uh the guy who played carter kicked ass i don't know anybody's name i watched Mm. an indie rip so i couldn't read the the credits (laughs) uh um pierce brosnan fuck man that's my james bond and he's definitely my dr fate really like he does it he does a great job as dr fate whole dick and balls into this sorry i was trying to take a fast rip and then drank half my bong water <laughs> oh no jake no oh, you clean your bong every day see it's okay all right so wait so which which members of the justice society <laughs> hawkman uh the carter, adam, carter right? hall i assume right yeah carter hall adam smasher the human hawkman uh adam smasher adam smasher who's the grandson of the original adam uh, okay same as in JSA books from like the 90s and 2000s, but real fun cameo. The original Adam shows up on a phone call. Whoa. It's Henry Winkler. Shut what? up. It's Henry fucking Winkler. Oh, that's wonderful. He's loaning his he's loaning his grandson or his grandnephew or whatever is uh his suit Uncle Al. JSA mission. Yeah, man. It was it was a cool moment in the movie for me. All right. And who is the other? Who's the cyclone? Red Cyclone. Red Cyclone. Red Tornado. Red they Tornado? Well, they, they don't say Cyclone. No, because there, there was Red Tornado in the JSA for a long time before they reused the name on the robot. Got it. So that's why they're going with Cyclone, as to not further upset new DC fans who don't yeah. do that bullshit for the rest of forever. Got it. Got it. Um, um, I think Hargraves is in it. I had a hard time paying. Hardcore. Hardcore, sorry. Hardcore and uh, what's her name? Waller, right? Waller's in it. Yep, Waller's in it a couple of times. Any of the other uh, yeah. Argus crew? Okay. Oh, no, no, no more Argus crew. Okay. Um, and we know that Henry Cavill's in it because he made the announcement on Twitter. Okay, I didn't know that you knew that. Yes, uh, Henry Cavill's scene is pretty dope. Pretty is it post credit or during movie? 
It's post credit, but it's uh, yeah. I think they probably shot that long after they shot the rest of the movie when they decided this was going to be the new DC tentpole. Okay, but we didn't go, Henry Cavill. You you fuck bastard, ruining it for the rest of us. Listen, I will I will say that I didn't love Man of Steel as a Superman movie. Right. I do I do feel that he is a good Superman, uh, or could be a good Superman. He has the look. Uh, he could have the affect. I just think there were too many things that were wrong with that movie. I um, think he was a good Superman in Batman versus Superman. Sure. I think he was a good Clark in that in a bad movie. Mm-hmm. But he played the Boy Scout better. Is there anybody else that's gonna that shows up or is gonna show up that we know of? No. That's okay. that's pretty much it. Then, the, but you have the JSA. You have Doctor Fate, which is fucking dope. How yeah. they do him and the effects and the whole thing—it's really cool. The helmet, Pierce Brosnan, just fucking chews it up, man. Does he pass the the helmet on to the next one? Because he's the old one, right? He's the um... he's yeah, he's yeah. the old one. Um, he doesn't pass it on to anybody, but it's implied that it because he you. He doesn't pass it on. The helmet passes it on. So the helmet sure. chooses a host. And then when that host is all used up, then they the, the helmet's like, gotta go and leaves. Well, if you die, if you die, the helmet leaves. Oh, right. Okay. I want to ask, but I kind of also don't want to know, you know, what? if Pierce Brosnan dies in this movie. Oh, no, he does. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, we just I said, said I didn't want to know. What the hell is the matter with you? <laughs> I just said that the helmet is being passed. You already knew. Oh, well, I'm an, I'm a well-known idiot, so I didn't even pick up on that. Okay. Oh, that funny. Well, yeah, that's why I thought you were making a, a joke there about, like, I, I, I don't know, but I don't want to know. Like, well, we know. Such is the clown's fucking curse. <laughs> the one time I'm being serious, Jake's like, ah, he's joking. Here's some fucking spoilers. I mean, it's not really a spoiler because it sets up a cooler thing. That means that very soon in the DC universe, we're going to see the helmet choose a new champion. Mm. And it'll be someone young. Younger. Yeah. Justin Bieber. The helmet, the helmet makes you immortal. So it as long as it chooses you before you're rickety. Like Kent was already an established man when he got the helmet. He was already an old gray guy. Well, wait a minute. You you still age, don't you? I don't think it keeps you immortal. No, you're immortal. Kent's had the helmet for a hundred years. So all right, so they they address that in the okay. Yeah, and it's and it's like that in the books. But mm. it depends because there's been people who take the helmet that the helmet didn't choose who use the helmet, and mm-hmm. then you don't get all the helmet's abilities. And that's usually more where the helmet, when you use it, just takes you over completely. Whereas like Kent is in symbiosis with the helmet because he is its avatar because he is chosen like he is he is driving while he's in the helmet whereas the people in the comics that have stolen the helmet the helmet's driving when they're in the helmet they don't have memory it's moon nighty where they're waking up and don't know what they did because there was an episode of young justice i think where wally gets the helmet yeah that was a cool one that was in like the first or second season though doesn't it um no i think he had to put it on to deal with the threat of the witch boy i forget his name okay so the helmet drove caliban yeah yes the helmet did drive oh no uh what's the witch boy's name yeah isn't it cal not caliban it's um caliban's a big rock dude yeah caliban is uh what's his name yes how elmer fudd says taliban Clarion. Clarion. Clarion the witch boy. Caliban is um, 
I keep wanting to say Thanos, but it's Dark Side's uh, son, right? Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't think so. But he Owl might man. That total Guigua-looking guy? Yeah. He's a hairy... I don't know what he is. I don't think he is. Uh, he's a second-in-command of Darkseid. He looks like Uncle Phil, Margera. Yeah. Yeah, he's just like he's like a Caliban. He's like a Darkseid's right-hand dude, think. Yeah, I think he could be, he could be the same. You might be right. Orion is who I'm thinking of. Oh, yeah. He was also a son. Or Orion, if you want to say it that way, but I don't think that's how it's pronounced. No, it's Orion. It's, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry to just get derailed there. No, that's uh, what we do. Um, yeah. We do the anti-hero thing, but I mean, like, kind of. It, it's uh, it's heavy-handed with its political messages. Oh, yeah? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, it's not subtle, what they're doing. It's not. What, this movie? Yeah. Well, just the political messages in it about how, like, I mean, you'll see when you see it. But I don't have a problem with it necessarily, but it is just, like, you got, like, there was a better way to write that calabac that's his fucking name calabac they, they mm. give they give like the same speech like five times it's it's heavy-handed one of those like we need to stop using fossil fuels and then black adam like fucking punches a train well no it's just basically about how like they're using they're using the gap in the narrative history to basically say like, yeah, well, how come you guys have never, what, you're here to stop Black Adam, but you've never come here to help us ever. Right. And you guys are supposed to be the defenders of the world. Yeah. And it's true, but it's also like, yeah, well, they didn't write books about South America. Like they didn't write books about anywhere. They were selling these books in Brooklyn and Minneapolis, and San Francisco, but I get it. It's a good message. There's just, there was definitely a smoother way to do it that probably would have been more impactful and would have turned off less people who are just against the message. So let me ask you, it's PG-13, um, yeah. but is it like a hard PG-13? Is it PG-13 uh, for violence? Yeah, and concept. I mean, like, there's a lot of death, a lot of death. And like, the main character keeps saying, like, you do your thing, I'm gonna kill these sons of bitches. Like, it's mm. it's just like it has the tone of a punisher book like it's very much like well fuck it let let the lord sort them <sighs> i think my girls can handle it though oh your girls can handle it fine i think their biggest thing would be like i don't think they'd have a problem with any of it the, vi the violence is just a little bit more clear that they're killing people yeah than it is it's not like you know batman kicks a grenade into a guy's face and then like it just cuts to him walking away and <laughs> explodes i mean <laughs> it is kind of like it's just a lot more it's like you know, in the two hour movie, I think there's probably like 20 minutes where people aren't just actively fucking dying. And it's not gory or bloody because they were keeping it 13, but motherfuckers are getting smoked like all the time, like folded in half and shot like like it's it's less superhero y the way that these guys are dying. Hmm. It's more like hmm. Black Adam's just invincible. So he's just taking their weapons and then just fucking hurting people interesting and they kind of try to give a backstory to how he chose the name through this kid that he's friends with in the movie that's pretty funny uh the kid's pretty cool i thought his name was just uh apostrophe d-a-m adam or something like that teth adam teth adam teth adam yeah but in the books he goes by black adam because he has a black suit and it was the 40s oh <laughs> all right just tell me 
just tell me this does he does he give a really good shazam like a dark scary kind of no not really fuck i will say the worst part of the movie is probably vin diesel's performance vin diesel's in it no uh oh sorry my bad the other muscular dude yeah the other Uh. guy with too much neck um (laughs) he has too much neck he looks foolish in the suit in a couple of scenes like fucking foolish it looks like bad cgi and it's definitely just his body and it's pretty funny it's (laughs) you're too toned rock you're too toned well he's wearing the shazam like open neck square cut where it's like the next bottom of your traps so his swollen ass traps are just hanging out like bags of skin right. that don't make sense like at all. And then the way it's cut in the back, all trapezoidal. It's like the unmuscular part of his back just going up to his huge. He looks fucking goofy in a couple of the shots. <coughs> when he's wearing his hoodie, he looks like a badass. But it's not that he sucked that bad or wasn't good in the movie. It's the way the character's written. It just like no matter who played it, it was going to be the weakest part of the movie. Right. Because he's like uh he doesn't talk much to the point where like you think he might be a psychopath for most of the movie like okay it's very he is a psychopath right in a way yeah but it's like three words delivered in this tone okay lay up the people so like he just didn't have much to do in the movie as far as acting goes i liked um the there's a trailer for the game injustice years ago yeah and they show all the heroes and villains fighting and there's a scene where black adam is is fighting who's he fighting he's uh he's not fighting superman i don't remember who he's fighting and he and he sees the flash out of the corner of his eye coming at him and he just utters this really kind of just harsh shazam and and it just destroys this whole area and fucks up whoever's with him and that's kind of what i'm hoping for like i'm going in with um these expectations about how he is going to be and uh, and i'm setting myself up for disappointment because yeah they kept his power set more in line with like the older one but i think mostly to make it to where it won't contradict shazam the character because it's the same exact power from these same exact people so if black adam's power can't really be more violent now he's not go ahead sorry no i was gonna say he's he's not always just a big dude like he's in shazam mode when he is like that like he in the in the comics i thought he was like a handicapped uh egyptian kid yeah they changed the origin story a little bit but he's definitely smaller than he is when he's in full shazam mode but got it okay i don't want to spoil how that's changed because that's like mostly what's good about the movie okay okay is his unshazammed form kevin hart i don't know (laughs) what they did but it's 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 a weird CGI thing that you guys will see. I don't want to explain it. All right. All right. We'll see it. I, I want to see it. I mean, I, I plan to see it. I mean, you're both smart adults, so you'll see that they're telegraphing it like 20 minutes before it happens. But basically, like, yeah, the the, the that that is where, like, a little bit of the surprise in the story comes from is, like, how this has played out over the years. Okay who black adam became before he became his friend. all right yeah because in the trailer you see him uh getting upset when they kill his son but he looks big then and i, mean, I don't know he's kind of he's like a guy that's in good shape 
but he's not the fucking rock big. Mm. Like, that's mm-hmm. definitely the rock's head CGI'd on somebody else's body. Mm. <laughs> they did a fucking Chris Evans? Yeah, mm. they Chris Evans him for sure. But they got like mm-hmm. probably a dude like my size who's in like better shape than me by a lot, but about my frame instead of the rock. And when you see the traps hanging out of his suit, you'll be like, oh, that was CGI 100%. But the lady who plays the mother character in it, she kicks ass. She was really cool. Um, the the bad guy, Sabak, was really cool. Oh, Sabak. Yeah, Sabak was cool. Was, was, um, was Jim and Hansu in here as Shazam? Who? Yeah, you heard his voice Did, in the trailers. Jim and Hansu. The wizard. He is silent. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, he plays. He's in it. They show all the wizards. Yeah, is fucking Zachary Levi in this? No. Which really, story wise, makes no fucking sense. And I mean, no fucking sense. It makes zero. This takes place. I mean, he's the first Shazam after Black Adam. Like the wizard fucks up. It's it sits like that for a couple thousand years. Yeah, and now Shazam, Shazam, but Shazam already exists in the dceu and like the whole problem and why they send in the jsa is that no one can handle black adam but shazam has the same invulnerability and the same fucking power set so why wouldn't they send him yeah now wait so this takes place in in current day yeah it's a giant hole in the story with shazam being around shazam is around Hmm. for for sure well, we don't know what's going on with him. Maybe he's, you know. Yeah, going. it still doesn't make any sense that Waller couldn't get to him. Like, Waller knows everything. That's that's a fair point. Yeah, it's the one person whose knowledge scares Batman a little bit. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's It doesn't make sense that he's not there. I mean, it's not a problem while you're watching it, but the second you think about it on the walk to the car outside of the theater, you're like, oh, that would have been like a 15-minute movie if they would have just brought in the actual thing that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be funny. Or Superman, who shows up in the fucking movie. Yeah. And it's like, well, he could have just gone and handled this shit. But much like Superman versus Shazam, wouldn't he have trouble facing Black Adam because of yes. the magic? Yes. He would, but he'd you know, he'd be able to fuck Black Adam up better than Carter Hall. I don't know. Carter Hall's got the nth metal. Uh, right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. Cyclone and Adam Smasher. Yeah, they should be useless. Adam Smasher is pretty dope, but it's just Ant Man. Well, he gets big though, usually, yeah. doesn't he? Yeah, he's giant man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he could get really small and, and fuck up Black Adam's equilibrium or something. Something because he can smash yeah. Adam. Like he should be able to get small and big, but he only gets big. Yeah, that is weird. Then he shrinks back down, so he knows how to go small. Right? Huh. Maybe there's like a governor on his suit. It doesn't let him get any smaller than his own height for whatever reason. Not the suit. The suit's just what he's wearing to be anonymous. Oh, so it's he actually has this innate ability? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if I knew that. Yeah, it's like Ant-Man, but it's a bike. No, but but they use they use yeah. something. Even even Adam used something. Yeah, like, but I think the kid somehow genetically got it. Weird. Inherited it. All right. Well, shit. All right. Cool. So we should we should check it out. That's what you're telling me. Yep. And then you yeah. should all watch Quantum Fucking Leap because it's really goddamn good. And it's. Would not- you give Black Adam out of ten? Probably like a solid seven or eight. It is really good. It is just not a ten. All right. Well, that's better than the five that IGN gave it. And I trust you way more than fucking 
IGN. Yeah, I wouldn't give it a five. I can see, I think a lot of people's problem with it is that it was being heralded as this amazing thing. I think if it had gone out with all this like salutary fucking press and they would have just been like, this is a movie we're proud of, people would have been happier with it. They were like, we're going to change everything. Right. <coughs> Instead of, yeah, if they were just like, ah, guys, come on, see our movie or something. But knowing that Batgirl tested better than this movie makes me really mad that we're not going to see Batgirl because this was a great fucking movie. So if Batgirl was better than this, then there's no reason we didn't get to see it. It's fucking criminal. Fucking criminal. I would okay. That's well, it. Jake, uh... Which I might go ahead. No, I, I said my piece. I was going to say, Jake, you're, you're gung-ho on Quantum Leap. I got some good news for you. After the, first, after the first three episodes aired, NBC ordered six additional episodes for the first season, bringing the total episode count to 18 for Woo-hoo! the first season. Oh, dude, that's good news. That means it'll probably get renewed. It's so good. It's better than it should be. The last, the episode I watched today before work made me cry so hard. It was very sad. Dude, they're steadily keeping about five to four to five million viewers uh, an episode. So I guess that's huge, dude. And especially when there's so much variety of what you can watch and, and stream these days. Yeah. It's really good, man. Everybody's turning in a great performance. It's like early 2000s quality ensemble network TV, and that's where the money was. And then the fact that it's Quantum Leap being handled by, like, Paul Dini-level nerds just kicks ass. Hmm. We should all be so lucky that Paul Dini-level nerds take care of uh, all of our stuff that we want to see. I need to look it up, but was Ernie Hudson in the original Quantum Leap series in one episode? Uh, I don't. I'm going to look it up right now. It would have been one episode, maybe two, because a lot of them were two-parters. Right. Where he is. So he's like revisiting his role. That's what they imply in the show, but it might have been a leap we didn't see. So what year was Quantum Leap, the original? 86 87 mm, is that I right no i i want to say it would have been later um because i'm trying to remember what age i was was well, it, it in for a while too didn't it run for like six seasons yeah uh, actually i would have said four but i don't know it doesn't look it ran like- for five seasons totaling 97 episodes but i do not see um when it started oh it started in 86 sorry okay oh, excuse me 89 sorry 89 that, that makes more sense because i was in high school does it take place in 86 for some reason i don't think so but there's no record the only thing television wise that ernie hudson did in 1989 was the super mario brothers super show he wasn't on anything for the five seasons <laughs> i don't think so it I'm doesn't look like his... ernie hudson was on the show at all but he does play a character that sam leapt into okay yeah they're saying he's he's a guy whose life sam saved yes i don't want to now he is the lead on the quantum leap project now okay that's really fun um the person them that plays uh in sandman damn it uh the guy who plays Morpheus? No. Oh, oh, yeah, Desire. Desire. They, the, the them who plays Desire. The they? I don't know how to say that. Uh, uh, they who play the person. Desire. Thank you. They who play Desire. Uh, Mason Alexander Park. Okay, yeah, Mason Alexander Park is fucking fun in it. 
as like the head coder at quantum leap mm. the dynamic between the guy who's leaping and his ai is pretty fun uh bernie hudson rules i can't stress that enough mm. and is there, is, oh, i, I is have there... relevant information Ooh. uh ernie hudson uh, head of the quantum leap time travel project is a vietnam war veteran who sam beckett leaped into in the original series in season three episode yes. the leap home part two vietnam uh hudson replaces christopher kirby from the original episode okay but still the so same the character different actor that's what i mean though these are the kind of nerds that are like picking characters out of the old series to have be very involved in the new series i like that shit dude me too because and it's like it takes place now like all that time has passed and no one has left since sam because he got lost in the quantum leap he's never all right that's good actually i like that yeah it's 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 really cool i think i'm i mean it's cool that it's on nbc this is the kind of thing though that like man it's too bad that they were going to hold on to the rights forever because if this was on netflix or hbo or somewhere where it could have just been a little little bit less spoon fed to the masses right maybe even a little edgier maybe even a little edgier but just more we're like you know how like a network show every time they come back from a commercial break kind of has to hit the beats again yeah what do you mean blah 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 yeah like if (laughs) i can't believe yeah if that was missing from it and they were able to fill fucking six to seven more minutes of every episode with just plot or fun shit or even just cut it out that would make it better for me but being a network show and as good as it is it's really impressive i want to i want to pivot for a second yeah uh so we we talked about you mentioned paul dini and we talked uh today the news james gunn yeah is taking charge of dc's film animation and TV. tv yeah it's him and some other dude but yeah i mean peter saffron who's that i don't know i just saw the name okay i think um yeah let's look it up but like why I, i'm just really curious why he's i don't know i don't i don't think of him in this role i think of him as a director you know and and now he's stepping into like a, what is it like a, a feige type role for dc yeah him and that other guy they're gonna have to fucking they're gonna come in dressed as kevin feige but it's gonna be a human costume that's shaped like one of those old horse costumes yeah <laughs> you know where one guy is gonna have to be the ass and the other one's gonna have to be the head <laughs> or the kevin feige now uh, I'm, I'm not saying this is a bad idea far from it uh i'm just i guess i'm a little shocked I don't know. I think it's cool because, you know, Gunn has said several times in the last couple of years that he has more good ideas than he'll ever have time. So now he'll be able to put good ideas he has into production and just assign people to it. All right. Instead of waiting for people to greenlight his ideas, now he'll be able to greenlight his own ideas and build structure around it. Well, the guy that he's doing it with, Peter Safran, has some good credits. He is a producer and he has executively produced and produced things like Aquaman, uh, the new Shazam, Peacemaker, Suicide Squad. It looks like Annabelle, he's done a bunch of horror movies uh, in the uh conjuring universe i imagine he's more of a financial guy i imagine they wanted to pair james up with somebody who understands the business end of it a little bit better than maybe but he's 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 got some really solid producing credits yeah but you produce the the producer complicated but usually at least one of the producers is the actual producer who's doing the money shit 
And it's probably that guy. He's probably been the go-to guy on all those productions. He's the EP for a bunch of stuff. Yeah, maybe he's just putting out the money. Um, Or being the guy who's in charge of taking the studio's money and making sure everything gets done. Got it. Yeah, because a lot of people honorarily get producers, so you get the check and shit like that. But a couple of people in every production list are actually doing the job. So this is, but this is pretty crazy because you're taking somebody that's done so much for Marvel uh, and now they're going to hopefully bring much more life to DC. Yeah. And I mean, in his defense, Marvel dropped him like a fucking hot pocket that burned their mouth when he got all those problems and they hired him back, but DC hired him pretty quickly after he got. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, DC was like, "We'll take you." So I get why he's loyal to him. Oh yeah, and it, it, he has done a good catalog of work with them. I mean, uh, Suicide Squad, uh, the Suicide Squad. Please, uh, my my bad. Um, but also, Peace, Peacemaker is one of the best DC properties in fucking years, man. I think yeah. it's the best property. I think it's the best property they've had. Ooh, what's maybe since Keaton's first Batman? Because mm. I think it'll hold. Like I, I like the no. Again, the Nolan movies for me are like the Superman movies. We're, we're not counting animation, right? Oh no, I wasn't counting animation. Okay, we're counting cinematic. Yeah, I was just talking about live action. Okay. No, if it was animation, it, it doesn't go back very far at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I uh, I would say yeah. Uh, you're not going to count the Nolan verse? No, because I like those movies as movies, but I really fucking hate them as DC movies. Why? You know what? I could get behind that. The same reason that Man of Steel sucks. It's not exactly. It has nothing to do with what it's supposed to be, other than like the costumes there and the lighting's right. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not a Batman movie. Make it, it needs Bruce Wayne. You need Bruce Wayne to be a real thing in Batman. And like they had three movies to do it and he just sucked. He's uh, there. He was yeah. sad. And then he put on a magic knee brace and kicked a brick wall down. And then he was back to being Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't sad, sad, moody Bruce Wayne. Just Batman being Batman the entire time sucks. What if it, he was sad Bruce Wayne? And he was still in his robe and, and everything, but he had the cowl on. He's like, because I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> it, it, it's sad and weird, but that'd make more sense to see Bruce crying in the cowl than it would to see him as Bruce just being like, I'm sad. I'm just playing with my bow and arrow and my fire. <laughs> Very sad. I'm going to fight Bane, who has nothing to do with Bane. I'm I'm going to meet up with <laughs> and we But he was body. attacking me. Yeah, we found the farthest northern actor we could to play this guy from the Middle East. We just we went to the the fucking English islands and then came back with this dude. I just don't like it much about the movies other than they're like fun movies. If it would have been an original character or something, they'd be great. But as a Batman, probably. so according yeah, according to this, um, Gunn will focus on the creative side of the studio while Saffron will handle business and production elements. Yeah, that's I'm, but, I'm sure of that. That's but Gunn will continue to direct projects exclusively for DC in his new role while Saffron will keep producing. And yeah, and they both. Gunn's probably known about this for a while because he already said that the Guardian special was his last thing with Marvel. Wow, this is so exciting for DC. Uh, yeah, how fucking terrible for Marvel though. Man, they they're gonna be fine. Uh, yeah. You know that trailer for Ant Man too looks pretty crazy, and then throwing out Kang, we're gonna see, and the fact that we're gonna start to see Mar. Uh, 
X-Men and Fantastic Four, I think Marvel will be okay. Well, of course they're going to be okay, but like, you know, you got Marvel. you had you had James Gunn and you you squandered it. Yeah, but I mean they also kind of made it and That's they, true. they made the Russo brothers like I I think Disney's got the people in place to continue to make people. Fair enough. Yeah. Unfortunately, they're going to report directly to uh, David Zaslav, Zaslav, whatever. Yeah, they're going to report to Satan. Yeah. Yeah. If anyone can, the kind of guy that'll tell Zavlos to his face, like if you ever shelve one of my things, I'll fucking kill you. Let's hope. (laughs) Or I'll have John Cena come in here and do it for me. Yeah, me and Johnson are going to pull up in one of his hot rods and do donuts on your balls. <laughs> Not my balls, he would say. I fell in love with John Cena again all over the other night. I stayed up all night because sometimes I think about building a new car and then have to research all the parts that would be involved in that because there's something wrong with me. But uh, mm-hmm. like four hours into me researching the really insane thing I wanted to do, I found out John Cena did exactly down to the part what I wanted to do to this car and then found videos of him driving it. And now I want one really bad. You want a car or you want John Cena? Cena. The car. Yeah. Yes. Jake wants to ride John Cena. Do you if really want to taste it? <laughs> I really, really want to taste it. God, that was so good. So yeah, this is exciting, man. I mean, what kind of what what, what do you think we're gonna see? Some weird shit, dog. <laughs> Yeah, dude. This is just like in Guardians of the Galaxy 2 when Star-Lord gets his, um, uh, what's, what's Ego? He's a fucking... Uh, celestial? Or, he's a, um, yeah, he's a Celestial. Celestial, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when Chris, when uh, Star-Lord's just like, I'm gonna make some weird shit. Yeah, he's gonna make some weird shit. I mean, when he got the reins let go on him, he decided to make Peacemaker. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's probably for the best just because how many times can you make a Batman or a Superman story? What I think he needs to go to their bench, dude. And I think he'll keep that shit involved. I just think the other stuff he'll do will enrich the universe so much more. Well, and that's my my question was going to be, do you think he's going to redo a Justice League? I, I maybe down the line, but I think he's smart enough to just let that fucking die for a while. Okay. Interesting. I don't think there's much. I think they need to let Ezra Miller fizzle out and be gone. Uh, do we? Do, I think we talked about it last week. Never mind. I was going to say there's already a potential script for Flash Two. Oh, yeah, I know, but you know who knows when they bought that script. I mean, they could just easily be like, "Oh, I tripped on the time force, and, and I, I I tripped in the speed force, and I skidded on my face, and now I'm a different person." Or don't do Barry Allen. Do Wally West. Do yes. Do a Bart Allen. Like do do somebody else. They they could easily do that. Yeah, I'd be down for that because Wally West has always been my Flash because he was the, the Flash on the on the Justice League cartoon. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you on that. Hundred percent. This guy I know down here was like, I think they should replace Ezra Miller with Tig Notaro and just let her green screen it at home like she did. <laughs> Chris Daly. Fun. I'd fucking watch that Flash movie, tell you what. I oh, tell you what. Dang old, talk about dang old replacement. Yeah, yeah I would do it. <laughs> I'd be into uh, that. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, the first Flash comic book I ever bought was starring Bart Allen. Yeah. So, not I don't, my favorite. Not my favorite either. And I wouldn't even say Barry's my favorite. I mean, you can even do a fucking Jay Garrick if you wanted to. 
No, I prefer Wally. I, I always have because of the Justice League. Wally always had the levity uh, that you needed. You know, the 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 sense. There's an we brought we talked about Orion earlier, and, and I have this memory of an episode, possibly of the Justice League. It might have been of a different cartoon where Batman was going to the the grand opening of the Flash Museum. Oh yeah, and Orion, I think, was with him. And he kept writing off the Flash as just like this this stupid guy with no substance. And he he comes to realize that he's like a true warrior, but he he masks it with humor and keeping um, everybody on pace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And from that point on, I was I was Team Wally. Like I, I've always liked Wally, but that that's what locked it in for me. Yeah. That's like how I've always really, really been a fan of uh, Plastic Man. But then they did that issue of Justice League where Batman explains to everyone else, like, you all write him off, but he's the most dangerous out of all of us. He yeah. Kill us all if he wanted to. And they show it. There's a, there's a, was it a comic book or a cartoon where he goes into somebody and they break into prison and then he like explodes out of that person, just killing a person. It must be a book. Cause I don't remember seeing that. In anime. Yeah. I, I, I read it. I think it was, a, it was an alternate universe. It could have been having to do with um, flashpoint. Okay. Yeah. No, he's a badass, but like, here- what do you mean he goes into somebody? I mean, like, Plastic Man can turn into any shape, dude. So you can just like... Oh, Plastic Man. Sorry, I thought we were still talking about the Flash. No, no, no. Plastic Man shrinks down or whatever, goes inside of a person and then like comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Plaz is dangerous. Batman is on record as saying Plaz is the most dangerous hero in the entire Justice League records. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, good. I'm I'm really excited then for, for DC now. Like, I feel like I have reason to be excited. I'm still pissed at what this Zaslav uh, dude has done, but I feel much better about our future. He's on yeah. a short list of people with like Ralph Nader, the guys who did Rise of the Turtles, um, Trump, people that I think <laughs> I'd have to <laughs> and just like deal with the prison time. I just have to beat the shit out of them on site. Yeah. This is I'm not wearing hockey pants, is what Jake's yeah. gonna say. <laughs> yeah, I just tap my side like Raphael. Yep. And then and then I fucking go beat Casey Jones and Raphael. He's just gonna be the trash can. <laughs> Damn. You gotta understand what a crumpet is to understand what cricket. Yeah, dude. That started a lifelong problem of me being curious about British baked goods. 30 years before America caught on on Netflix. <laughs> Mom, what's a crumpet? Mom, what's a crumpet? Mom, what's a crumpet? <laughs> it's one of those things that Little Miss Muffet ate. Um, never mind. That was a curd. And way. Way. No way. No way. What uh? What else we got? What I finished this fool. Oh, my God. Did you How? finish that? I finished it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Everybody's yeah. done now. It's rules. Yeah. Yeah. How fucking funny is that show? Dude. Oh, dude. I, it's so good. I had to text Jake and be like, dude, I feel exactly the same way about celebrating my birthday that Julio does. <laughs> Mitch, I mean this in every good way. And also a couple of the funny ways. Julio reminded me of you all throughout the show. Oh, because I'm 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 a little young baby, but I have an old man face. Yeah. You know, that's like the only thing I think you guys don't have. 
<laughs> but no, just because you're like a sweet boy who doesn't want to leave his family because I know you do a lot of things for him and, and you're just like the best kid ever. And then also you're just like a really good dude, but you're down to like party and have fun. And then <laughs> in the, like the birthday thing, I knew before you re- reiterated that you don't like your birthday because that's come up before in our friendship. Yeah. <laughs> like there was just a handful of episodes where I was like, man, this is like, what if Mitch was a cholo? I know I brought this up before, but that fucking scene where he meets Julio Tambien. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, you know, he's like, what's your name? He's like, I just told you it's Julio Tambien. And then he's like, Julio, Julio Tambien. I lost it. I lost it. And I even laughed later in the middle of nothing. I was just sitting there and I just started laughing because <laughs> I thought of that scene. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the episode that your wife loved about Christopher's dick. Oh my God. But I didn't want to it was about yeah, the dick. She loved, she laughed so hard at that episode. It's so fucking funny when he finally breaks down. He was like, it was too big. It was my too big. It was too big. For Herbie. <laughs> yeah, I I was a big fan of that show. Dude, totally. I, I Googled when does season two of this will come out just to help the algorithm a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's but see. Is there? I, I hope so. But fuck, man. Uh, that part where Louise goes to like help his nephews and uh, they go to that dude's house that's his kids bullying the nephews. And he's like... <laughs> He's telling the story about little Juan and then his tormentor. Yeah. And it, it, when it dawns on him, he's like, Big Louise. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, but that dude got fucked up, man. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, and who is the, the chef? Who's the black dude? Chef Percy, whatever his name is. Our neighbors. Oh, my. That guy was funny. He's one of the greatest in the roast battle. He rules. <laughs> He's like, did you just put your face in my motherfucking cake? <laughs> uh, when when they decide that they're not going to the park to fight and they drop him off before they go back out and he's like, ooh, because I was going to mix you up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that episode with the kid who wanted to be in the gang war and he's like, are we the sharks or the jets? And when the kid threatens the dog. Yeah. <laughs> that kills me when, that, when initially when he's like wait who are we going to go fight it's like oh i ain't gonna i ain't gonna help some mexicans beat up a black guy i gotta we you know like i'll go with you guys but when it all goes down i gotta be on his side yeah i like <laughs> Louis. Louis is like i understand that dog i understand yeah, that like julio and then he's like but we're co-workers he's like exactly <laughs> Luis was great. Yeah, dude. Uh, I super have a, even though she's like crazy and like, I don't know if she's crazy or she's just reacting to all this crazy shit that happens around her. But mm. damn, if I didn't get a fucking crush on Maggie, I am, I am fucking Julio, dude. Yeah, I was going to say part of it was too that Maggie seems like a bunch of girls you've described to me. Ah! <laughs> like, just like really hot and pretty cool, but not quite all there. <laughs> Because she yeah. is fucking cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. She's stealing his car. She's not reacting crazy shit. She's a bunch of the crazy shit. Yeah. Cut me off of your family. I have to go back to my family. Right. Oh, God. When when uh, they're turning where, where all the different people are being dropped as the, the godmother and godfather. Yeah. And, and, and Luis is, oh, you know. It's all good. Like, I didn't do any of that. That was the devil. Yeah. The devil made me do it. <laughs> that shit was funny. Oh, God. 
yeah, quality TV right there, man. Really, oh shit! Really and the the fucking like bad toilet paper one where they just like I want McDonald's. He's <laughs> <laughs> like sneaking the the stuff out to the grandma. Oh yeah, and then she gets caught. <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, what a fucking awesome show! Yeah, very good show. It was a good good find. Have any of you watched Welcome to Flatch yet? No. No. I'd say it's like one notch not as good as this full, but it's almost just as good. I want to watch it because I really like that girl. Um, oh, the one who plays the Nazi? Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to put it like that, but yes. <laughs> Aya Cash. Aya Cash. Aya Cash. Stormfront. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like Nazis. You nope. I know, but you know what I mean. Uh, yeah, and it's really wild to see her. It's just like, oh, gee, golly, how's everybody doing? Yeah. Yeah, because she's good, really good at it. Uh, yeah, I'm down. Sean William Scott is like such an adult looking person now, and it didn't look because he like mostly looks the same to me. Mm-hmm. But I saw an old jackass sketch with him in it the other night, and I was like, oh, my God, he's like an adult now. Yeah, Stifler growed up. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Jamie Presley's in it. She's grown up too. Yeah. She still looks exactly like Margot Robbie. Not that I have a problem with it, but she does. I think she looks more like Margot Robbie now that she's like kind of filled up a little bit than she did when she was super skinny. Bingo, bingo. Yeah. She doesn't look yeah. bad by any means, but you can tell she's like, uh, way she's not more. like, yeah. I watched a fun movie the other night. Well, it's kind of fun. Uh, oh, it is fun. It's called The Hunt. Have y'all heard oh, of it? I have heard of it. It's a rehash of the Ice-T and John Leguizamo movies. No. Well. It's the deadliest game. Kind of. But it's it's got a strong um, social commentary for the current time. So what it is, it's a, uh, and it's got a huge cast and everybody dies right away. Except what's her name, right? From Glow. Yes, Debbie. The girl played Debbie Egan. Uh, what, what's her name? I don't remember what her name is. Wait, maybe I'm. Am I not finding? Oh, here it is. Yeah, The Hunt, 2020. Uh, Betty Gilpin. But it's got a. It's got a huge cast, and and it's about these like liberals that take these uh, conservative people, and then they there's a lot of uh, social justice, social war. You know, social justice warrior stuff people correcting each other it was funny yeah a lot, of, a lot of kills i still think the funniest version of that story is john leguizamo in the pest yeah which was also full of commentary of the times yeah i don't know the ice tea one's really good too though i want to see the hunt it's just like i'm never in the mood for that oh i watched a five-hour documentary on netflix that makes me want to go fight the fucking guys who made it <laughs> yeah yeah what's it about it's about the girl who went missing from the vatican in 1983 uh-huh. and she's like the only person who's a vatican citizen who's ever publicly acknowledgedly gone missing oh in the history of the vatican really yes and uh the only one on record right exactly the vatican's definitely disappeared people in their history we just they never acknowledged it this person mm-hmm. is acknowledged as missing forever uh the case is fucked up there's nothing solved at the end of five hours and i want to go fight the person who decided that was a finished product ready to put out uh 
he took away five hours of my life. I'll never, it's, it's really good. I don't want you to not watch it. Way to commit. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't think I want to watch this if there's no resolution. I mean, there's kind of a resolution, but it has like four ways it could have happened. Basically they find, they, they eventually find a receipt that the Vatican paid for her to get buried for $21 million. Oh, 15 years after she went missing. Oh, dude. Oh shit. And it wasn't, they never told her family about the burial or anything. So based on like the one credible story from the whole thing, you can kind of figure out what happened in your own head, but it's just like infuriating that there's not she, an at the end. She was doing coke with the Pope and then she OD'd. No, nah, but she might have been pregnant with a Cardinal's kid and she was 15. And it would, oh. been, it would have been the first case of pedophilia for sure inside of the Vatican. But she's a girl. Right, but she was 14. Well, the age is expected, but a girl? I don't know. I thought they were all into boys. No, I mean, really, most priests have been fucking chicks throughout history. Yeah, I guess so. But it's just that when that gets brought up or they get in trouble for that, people are just like, well, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> like, Whereas like when they're being pedophiles with little boys, it's like, oh, they're monsters, which is quite the double standard. But yeah, we want justice for all these fucking victims of the church. Well, absolutely. Yeah, but it seems Love like the, church. the Vatican disappeared this bitch, but you don't know if it was over. Uh, it could have been for like a bunch of different reasons. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and what is this called? The Vatican girl. Vatican girl. Jesus Christ. Vatican girl. Doing a thing. <laughs> what, Mitch? Those, I'm just thinking of the Pet Shop Boys song. Vatican girls. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's sad. You feel bad for this family. Like, the family has served the Pope for seven popes. Yeah. And like live in the Vatican, which only has a couple hundred people who live there who are like dedicated servers of the church and for the Vatican to betray them like this. And the Pope implied himself of knowing what was happening before the cops or the family knew what was happening. Which Pope? John Paul? Yeah, the Polak one. Uh, that would have been John. That would have been Pope Paul, John Paul. Yeah. Yeah. He lasted the, the longest, I felt. Yeah. And then they had the Nazi Pope. Right. Yep. But the Benedict. Uh, little rat face might have had to do with the money that he was given the Polish anti communist party. Like, there's a bunch of reasons this girl might have been abducted. But the one that makes the most sense is that that cardinal diddled her and got her pregnant. Wait. <sighs> God's will. But it's like fucked up. She got kidnapped by like the head of the mafia and then kept at his girlfriend's house. Like, there's certain facts about it that like they're 99% sure are true. Really? And they're fucking wild. Like, yeah, what happened to that little girl is atrocious. But it's extra atrocious that it was perpetrated by the fucking church. Uh, Doesn't surprise me. Yeah, but this is like gangster level shit. This isn't just like hiding bad things or spending money to disappear things. This is like complex brainwashing of a kid, fucking abusing him like in a a terrorist type way, not a sexual or weird way. Yeah, again, church doesn't convert. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, but like old, old, old church. This is not something you would have expected from like, you know, the 90s, mid 80s. Right. Yeah, back when all the fucking popes were watching 90210 and shit. It's implied that the new pope knows what happened to this girl. Oh, fuck. Well, I mean, I bet it. Because the way he addressed the family, like they, they have video of the family asking him like, hey, will you 
try to help us find out and he's just like she's in heaven and then the brother standing there in front of him and is like you know i gotta hold on to hope and he's like she's in heaven jesus dude and like walks away from him and you're like holy shit and that's like the nice pope like yeah he's the good pope right historically maybe the nicest most progressive pope we've ever had who's just like make peace with she's dead because she's dead holy fuck <laughs> a man a manuela orlandi yeah orlandi that was her name her poor fucking family and then there's the oh there's there's one guy in the video that's like a psychopath who was abducting other children who like took credit for it but he's definitely not the guy who did it and uh they show an interview from like 10 years ago where her brother sat down with him for like an interview Mm -hmm. the brother figures out that he's lying and like the fact that that guy didn't like murder that dude just means that we're built different yeah yeah fuck man I know you said it's not worth your five hours, but you're really making me want to watch this. Yeah, right? That's what I mean. I was trying to tell you, like, I'm not I'm trying to tell you, like, don't not watch it. Just if I would have known there wasn't going to be a resolution at the end, I think I would have been less upset and also not marathon watched it like I did because I wanted to know the answers. Fair. But yeah, it's fucked up. Fuck the Vatican. You know, but even if this all comes out, it's not like people are going to forsake the church. Oh, I know. Some, some people will, but that's why it's weird that they hide shit like this. Cause it's like, it's obvious. Like everybody knows you guys were wholesale diddling boys countrywide here, Ireland, Canada. Like yeah. you guys still are getting money every week. Who the fuck yeah. tell the truth? Like they're so ingrained in, in people's minds and hearts. It's fucked up. Yeah. It's like, dude, all you gotta do is um do something about this. Hold these motherfuckers accountable. Yeah, but I mean, like, we can't even hold the Vatican accountable. They're a separate country. Like, it's, why wouldn't they, it's been so long. I get why the year it happened, they might not have wanted to admit that a cardinal knocked up a teenager. Mm -hmm. The cardinal's dead. The mom's dead. Like, the kid's probably still alive, but they can remain anonymous. There's, there's like no reason for them to not let the fucking poor girl's family know what happened to her now. Like, what are they going to do? Sue them? They can't. They live in the fucking Vatican. They can't do anything. There's no, they, they, there is i think the the hague uh, yeah the hague won't extradite the fucking pope hmm. they haven't historically ever done it i mean i guess technically it, italy can right because I don't, I don't know i don't know how that sovereignty works and oh it's completely sovereign hmm. their gates close at midnight the italian police don't have jurisdiction in there the secret police go in there all the time but they don't have any jurisdiction the same way that our police go into South America all the time. (laughs) Maybe they should bomb it. I mean, I don't want them to bomb it because there's definitely shit hiding under the Vatican in the 56 miles of humidor controlled vaults that they have and acknowledge paying for. Like that's not even a secret that they have 56 miles of vaults underneath the Vatican. It's a quarter mile big. Do you know how deep it has to go to cover 56 miles? Yeah. So deep. So deep. So deep. Or they even have the McDonald's. But there's there's definitely books in there from the Library of Alexander. There's there's shit that we've been told is gone that they've got knowledge they're hiding. Yeah. Oh shit, dude. Well, we should go get it. It belongs in a museum. They have a McDonald's in the Vatican. That's wild. Do they really? Yeah. I'm touching it. Yeah, they're serving mostly tourists. Most of the people that come in there every day are tourists. That's good. Oh, actually, I stand corrected. It is right just, across the street. Yeah, just outside the wall. I was going to say, I don't think there was that much. <laughs> the wall. 
yeah it's a it's a quarter it's a square quarter mile so it's very small yeah not big at all no so what do they do with the is it like the same thing where the the stormtroopers that built the death star as soon as they fucking build the catacombs or the vaults underneath they're just like hey what's that over there is that jesus and then they fucking just ice them no i mean this was all built after jesus i know but i'm just saying like the contractors that went in and put in those vaults underground they had to you know oh i i mean well i think they were all people that were loyal enough to the church that that see that that's a little bit different than a government secret if you think you're keeping a secret <laughs> from God. i just imagine the pope like lifting up his robe being like and then you will not to tell anybody about this huh well, huh? and that's part of why we know about this is the secret's getting harder to keep the more that even like progressive priests that work at the Vatican don't necessarily believe in the Bible as a literal book. Like the fact that there's Jesuit priests who reside at the Vatican now and people like that. That's why information is leaked out about what they have over the years is that they're finally having people who don't consider it a secret they need to keep for God. But imagine imagine how much control it would have had over your great-grandfather to think he was keeping a secret for God. Fair enough. Compared to what it would have over you. Because hmm. that's a huge disparity in how much we've grown as a human culture away from religion. But when those catacombs were built, you know, 120, 300 years ago, whenever they were done expanding them, like those those people were scared of God. They were not educated folk. Even They were like, well, golly, yeah, Jesus is going to come up here and cut me up something bad if I don't keep it sacred. Well, yeah, pretty much. I mean, like we've only had a handful of whistleblowers from Area 51, and that's just like, don't tell on Uncle Sam. But yeah. yeah, if you're afraid of God smiting you for all of eternity because you told a secret, that, that makes it pretty easy to keep. <laughs> Who is the whistleblowers from Area 51? Roger? Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar. Oh, that's right. And Roger Smith. Bob I enjoyed Lazar. that documentary, the Bob Lazar one. The, the newer one? Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, that guy was painted as a lunatic our entire lives, and now it's just slowly coming out that everything he ever said was fucking true. There's was one true. Guy. There's one last thing we haven't proven is true, and that's the Element 151 or whatever. Yeah. Mew? The 151 Pokemon? Yeah, dude. That's what they're hiding in there. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I want to be the very best. <laughs> I love you, Mitch Jones. Love you too. Well, I think that we we pretty much covered it. There's still a few things I need to watch. I want to finish. Uh, like I said earlier, I was watching Paper Girls. I'm almost done with that. Nice. I will start Quantum Leap. I, I do want to watch that. I think that could be a, a show. As and I watched, we just don't have the time. Yeah, that's definitely a UNS show. Yeah, I'm I'm down on that because there's enough. Of, like the husband and wife having to work together in every episode is pretty fun. Oh, is that what it is? Oh shit, yeah. Yeah, his AI is his fiance. Got well, using the image of his fiance. Right, but the person he like instead of having Al, who's just a guy from the office he was friends with. Right, right. It's, it's his fiance. Interesting. And she was the one that was supposed to jump. Oh. So she's got to like really coach him through some shit because he's not the one that was prepared to go be people. Got it. Interesting. Oh, is this on Hulu since it's an NBC show or is it on Peacock? It's on Peacock. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Even if you have free Peacock though, it's worth it with ads, dude. It's really good. Yeah. Didn't you just give me your, your password? I think I did. Yeah. Jake's our hero. Yeah. yeah. It, the hero we deserve again it's a network show so go into it knowing that 
and that they're going to do the thing we said. But other than that, cranker. It's a cranker. Crank yankers. Crank yankers. Fun fact. Did you know that I used to have a CD alarm clock? And for whatever fucking reason, I made it that the, the first thing that would play when i woke up was the crank anchors theme song that's wild bitch yeah dude i don't know why well this is back during the original crank anchors run too oh i assumed it wasn't last year or the year before yeah no who's using a cd in this day and age yuck physical media Ah. (laughs) jk i love physical media me too i like getting physical let's get physical yeah physical all right, everybody watch Reboot. Okay. Oh, shit, I gotta go do that. Is this the season finale? I don't know. Fuck. I mean, Wikipedia only goes up to eight. Yeah, I know, but sometimes those pages don't get updated until they announce the next episode. That's true, dude. Why can't Why can't every fandom have a bunch of fucking lifeless nerds that constantly update the internet for me? Hmm. I know, it's not fair. I want every thing to be done for me like marvel shit is right exactly all right mitch well you want to send us off yeah all right well thanks for joining us here on episode 280 of the broadcast yeah 280 it it just cannot be killed the podcast the little podcast that could chugging along can't stop won't stop don't even know how to stop but we are we're going to come back next week in the meantime you can send us an email broadcastgeeks at gmail.com. You can find us on our Facebook page and give that a like, interact with our stuff that we share there. Um, we didn't even talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. We'll talk about that next week. Uh, or you can you can send us um, your your reactions to it. We'll talk about it on air. You want to review something? Fucking send us a thing. Maybe we'll read it if it's not too fucking egregious. Um, <laughs> or if it's not like four paragraphs long. Um but you can send us something on our Facebook page. You can follow us on Twitter at Broadcast Geeks. On Instagram, Broadcast underscore Geeks. You can share some shit on our Reddit page, r slash Broadcast Geeks. Or you can just go and like and share and rate and listen to the podcast on Apple Music, on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or on Spotify. And uh, I think that's about it. So until then, watch your documentaries. Watch out for the Pope. And uh, we leave you with our, our Celsior line. We leave you with our standard sign-off line. (laughs) Excelsior! Excelsior. (laughs) Uh.